Hey you guys, so happy Friday. It's the weekend, you fucking made it. Um, I have had an interesting week, I don't know, it's just been really weird, like, my emotions are just odd, and like, they're all over the place, and I mean, I haven't been mad or anything this week, I've just been like, riding this wave of like, different versions of happy, so we'll see what happens. Um, um, it's the freaking weekend, and I am about to make a huge announcement that I've been wanting to talk about for so long because it's something that I've literally been dreaming about and wanting to do, but it's been being delayed, and pandemics happen, and just all this shit, and like I've had to reconstruct reconstructure it, and it's just like it's finally coming together, and so I'm about to tell you. Are you guys ready? Okay. <laughs> Not Your Average Gay is getting a new sibling, like a type of show. It's a show that's gonna run alongside it. So it's called Not Your Average Gay on Campus. It's gonna be a new special to YouTube and to this podcast. And basically it's going to be me going around the country to the best college campuses in the country and living a life like a day in the life as a student there, going to like their student unions, going to like the hangout, the popular bars. Like I wanna hit some of the bigger campuses during the fall so I can like see tailgate situations. Um, this is something that it's gonna be stretched out over like a year probably. And I'm probably gonna have to do multiple seasons of that itself, that own show. But it's something that I wanna do because I just have family connections in a lot of college towns and I just find that very ironic. And so why not use this as an opportunity to visit people because it's been years since I've seen anyone because of the pandemic and also accomplish this. So I'm, I'm gonna, you're gonna get to see a lot of different things that I'm really excited and I'm just excited to experience it with you guys because like I said, this is something that I've been dreaming about my entire life because College was something that I always dreamed of and then I got to it and it was just a letdown, if I'm being completely honest. And so I think I just picked the wrong school. That was my problem, which no tea, no shade to the school. Uh, I do have a, uh, if you remember correctly, a special that was supposed to come out. I don't, don't think I didn't forget about that. I just, I think I discussed this either on YouTube or here, I don't know, but like, I think I will put that out at some point. I just have to like not let it be so, I was still very snake bitten and you could tell listening to it. And I just didn't want to put that out into the world because the internet is forever. So, um, but we will get there at some point, but we're not talking about that right now. Um, God, can y'all tell that my ADD is acting up? Um, okay. so. Like, I, I have plans to not leave out any small schools because I started out at a small school. I started out at McNeese State University in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And I know that, like, small schools can be fun, too. Like, I, mine wasn't, but, like, others can be. So I don't think I didn't haven't forgotten about those schools. So my plan is to hit, like, smaller campuses on, like, day trip type things. Like, just walk around the campus, live a life in the day of as a student type thing. Maybe not see the nightlife of those places. Be unless they're in like big, big cities, but um, I don't think I'm hitting any huge cities on this trip that I'm going to, I'm planning on. Or it's not really, it's not one trip, it's gonna be a lot of different trips. And like I said, it's gonna be spread out over a year, maybe even longer than a year. 
Uh, I haven't planned the logistics out yet, but I already know because I live really close to a bunch of really iconic universities. I mean, not to not to dust that off my shoulder or anything, but like, you know, I live an hour from Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. I live in the same city as the University of Louisiana, which is a really cool university that is growing every minute. And um, I think in 10 years, the school will be a, a huge in institution in the South. So um, looking forward to showing that, like just showing that off because I live here. Like I said, it's, so we're gonna start small and we're gonna like work our way up, like, you know, with like University of Texas, um, you know, in Austin. I'm gonna name a couple of cities here. If you know the, I'm gonna name the schools with them as well. So Chapel Hill, the University of North Carolina. Um, I have family in Bloomington, Indiana. The University of Indiana is there. Durham, that's where Duke is. Um, Baton Rouge, Tuscaloosa, South, where the University of Alabama is. South Bend, where Notre Dame is. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Austin, the University of Texas. Uh, I didn't say Minneapolis, but that's the University of Minnesota, if you didn't know. Um, University of Colorado at Boulder. Um, NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Fayetteville, University of Arkansas, Fort Collins, Colorado State, Columbus, Ohio State, Madison, University of Wisconsin, Ann Arbor, University of Michigan. Um, take a trip up to Lubbock, out into the north of Texas, go to Texas Tech. And of course, like New Orleans, where Tulane is, that's a really iconic institution as well. It, and people don't know these things, you know, unless you live in the south. Um, Auburn. Uh, obviously where Auburn is, Athens, where University of Georgia is. A lot of iconic bands have come out of there, like REM. Um, Clemson is a, a cool campus as well that I've always wanted to visit. Uh, College Station, where Texas A&M is, and of course Nashville, where Vanderbilt is, which I've been. I've been to some of these campuses before, but I'm interested to go back and like dive deeper. That's something that I really want to do. Um, but like I said, not your average gay on campus is something that I've dreamed about for a long time. And now you get to come with me. And I'm really excited to show off like where some of the best colleges are because like I said, I picked the wrong school. They duped me. I don't want anyone else to get duped. And I want you to see it through a student's eyes because I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like I'm just really looking forward to and also just showing you guys through a lens. So it's gonna be really fun. Um, Let's dive into this episode. So in the last episode, I told you guys this episode was going to be about straight boys, and I don't want to subject you guys to too much of that, um, just because I realize that a lot of people that know me in real life listen to this, and um, I'm just not trying to, because I think like, I'm not, I don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not full of myself, but like, I do think some of the people that I was going to say stories about listen to this and part of me is like do I just say fuck it and like be like change the names and just say the stories because only we will know and um I don't have a problem with the way I'm living my life I love who I am um I I think like I said I'm a million times I think I well I just got a haircut a couple days ago and I'm not gonna lie I've been feeling super fucking cocky since I got the haircut so before the haircut, I would say I was a 7 out of 10. Now I'd say I'm like an 8.5. So, like, I don't have a problem with the way I'm living my life. I don't have a problem with being single either. So, I can tell these stories, and I think I'm going to tell them, oh, I love this. 
So I'm going to tell the story about... Fuck. Um, I have to think of names now. Shit, on the spot. Let me write them down so I can remember. So the first story is going to be a boy named Caden. <laughs> this, if you know these people in real life, you're going to start laughing because it's not what you think. But, okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Let's jump into this shit. Okay. So, Caden and I were really close my freshman year of college. And he and I met each other at the same time that he met his girlfriend. Um, We met around freshman orientation. And I'm not going to lie. This dude was super, like one of the nicest straight guys I had ever met up to that point in my life because I wasn't really close with a lot of guys that were straight up to that point. And he just had a way of making me feel like I was seen, if that makes sense. Not in like a sexual way, but like seen. Also, if you're a family member, you're listening at your own risk at this point. So just letting you know that. Because um, this story gets interesting. Well, I mean, it gets to just, like I said, it's you're listening at your own risk. Um, but, like, so he and I were really close. And, like, we talked about a lot of stuff. Like, he would ask for advice about, like, dates and stuff. And, like, what's weird is I was also friends with his girlfriend. And I'm just going to name her... Laurel, I'm writing it down so I can remember to say that name and not say their actual names. So, Laurel was one of the chillest bitches I've ever met in my life. She is honestly probably the reason that like I became a modernized smoker. Um, and what I mean by modernized smoker is like she's the person that like went with me to buy my first grinder. Like, she went with me to buy my first bong. Like, she was a ride-or-die type bitch. Like, one of my favorite people still to this day. Oh, 333. I just saw 333. Fuck. Okay, I keep seeing angel numbers, you guys. I don't know what this means. Um, Like, all the time. But there I am with the ADHD again. Um, What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, Laurel. She was just... A fucking cool-ass bitch, and we were really good friends, and we would smoke, like, all the time. Like, she would text me and be like, I just got out of class, and I would be like, same, and she'd be like, let's meet at my car, and I would go over there. And, like, I've had a couple of friends like that in college that, but, like, none like her. And so, anyway, anyway, we we were really good friends, and she would ask for advice about him, and I had feelings for him naturally and it, but they, it was it wasn't like a crush it was more like i would like practice my flirting on him if that makes sense if you're a gay guy you'll understand or if you maybe even a lesbian you'll understand i would practice my flirting on him and it was super like cool because he like knew that that's what i was doing and like was okay with it and he was just always super comfortable. Like, and I never felt weird. And so one night we, it was around Christmas of our freshman year. And 
um, or, yes, it was Christmas because it was the end of the year. And we were hanging out at this place in Lake Charles and his girlfriend went back inside to buy a drink and we were outside and he was super fucked up. And he grabbed my face. Like I was trying to like calm him down and I was like, dude, you're going to be okay. Like I was like, she's going to get you some water. She was going to get her a drink, a drink. Cause she wasn't that fucked up. But he had been drinking since probably like two o'clock that afternoon because we had all finished our finals. It, you know what that's like if you've been to college. You get it. You feel it. It's the end of the semester. It's Christmas time. We're off for a month. Like, why not celebrate like that? And so he was on a bender, basically, um, or beginning one. And so he was feeling not so good. And he, like, just grabbed my face and started kissing me. And I didn't know what to do. I just, like, pulled, I mean, I kissed him back, but, like, I pulled away. Because I was like, I don't want to be, it was just a little, like, I know it's not rapey, but it felt kind of rapey, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I, like I'm not trying to, like, I want to be, if, I'm, if you're going to be with me, I want you to be with me because you want to be with me. I don't want you to be with me because you're under the influence of something that's telling you to. You feel me? And he felt super uncomfortable right after it happened. Um, in fact, so much to the point that he went and like got his girlfriend, Laurel, and <laughs> told her that I put my hand in his pants. First of all, if you know me, I'm not like that at all. I'm not aggressive like that. I'm not even like that with people that I'm dating. I, I, I'm, why would I do, no, what, in public? You were the drunk one. The bitch believed it, got mad at me. They get in a lift and leave. Me at the bar, even though they were my ride, but it's fine. I had other friends there. It wasn't that big of a deal. Flash forward to, like, I don't know, summer. I start working at Luna, where I work now. Um, well, the, old, the other location. And he pops back up one day with her and, like... We speak. We pass. I was just like, hey, how are y'all doing? They were like, you work here now? I was like, yeah. They were like, we love this place. I was like, who doesn't? This place is amazing. Uh, it's the truth. It's vibes. Um, and then I walked away. And then he messaged me on Snapchat and, like, apologized. And, like, it had been, like, six months. So, I, like, I wasn't pressed. But, um, so I let him back in. And we were friends. We were platonically friends. We would hang out occasionally, not that often. She and I were friends because... I straight up told her, I was like, he was fucked up. You can believe me or not. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm not like that. And my, I let my actions speak louder. And um, she told me that she thinks that he was struggling with his sexuality. And I told her, I think, I didn't know if he was struggling with anything like that because he never talked to me about anything like that. We talked about a lot of sexual stuff, but I guess maybe I should have taken that as a red flag. That my straight friend was always talking about sex with me. But... Um, I don't know. I just thought we were being dudes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, yeah. And then, so flash forward, our friendship is normal for, that was our freshman year. So that was 2019. Flash forward to last week. 
he texts me and tells me that he's moved to Lafayette. And like I said, we don't hang out that often. So I was like, what? Okay, cool. Um, okay, Caden, what's up? He, and he was like, let's hang out. Well, I was hanging out with my best friend, Ella, and uh, one of my coworkers. And he was like, and anyway, it was winding down. It, everyone was leaving. It was like midnight. And so, or 11.30, midnight, I don't know what time it was. Anyway, this motherfucker comes and picks me up, and we go to the karaoke bar. And it was really nice. Um, I was super fucked up at that point. So I felt like I was fucking Ariana Grande. And, or no, I felt more like Shawn Mendes, because that was the song I sang. I sang Shawn Mendes' new song. And I felt like him. And it was great. And, um, but while I was singing the song, I caught a vibe. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. 1010. I, guys, sorry, I just yelled. Ugh, sorry. These angel numbers. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway, um, I caught a vibe from him and I knew right then and there that something was going to pop off. I, I just felt it in my soul. And so... I got, when I finished my song, I walked over to the bar, we took a shot, and he was like, let's go back to your place. And I was like, oh, fucking shit, here we go. And I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. I was drunker than a skunk. Again, guys, I feel like a fucking ass, because I should have put a stop. But I, again, I, he and I were on the same level at this point, so it wasn't like there was a sober person here. So we lift back to my house. And uh, you could probably guess what happens. And like I said, I'm 1111. <laughs> okay, I need to quit with this shit. Um, I felt really bad as soon as it happened. And I just, um, I don't, again, it felt wrong. Because I was fucked up. He was fucked up. And so I had to leave him for work the next morning, basically. It was pretty weird. Left him in my apartment. And um, he wanted to spend the day with me. I thought that was cool. Um, I just... I had to work, so I couldn't do that. I got my days confused. This was Saturday. I told y'all Friday. This was Saturday because I had to work brunch. I had to work both Saturday morning and Sunday morning, so I was a little confused. Um, anyway, he wanted to spend the day with me because his girlfriend was at the Final Four. Oh, my God. I just realized I am, like, totally exposing myself. That's totally fine, though. Like, I just realized there's no – I think she listens to this, so – sorry. Um <laughs> – <laughs> so <laughs> um basically I got off work. I blew him off all day. He didn't he didn't take no for an answer. He ended up coming over to my house Monday evening and watching the final four with me on our phones because I don't have cable. And for some reason my PS4 was not letting me watch it live like it usually does so um 
he and I kissed, but like I made it clear to him that I'm not trying to do that with him and he needs to get his shit together. And that's okay, 1313. Um, that's okay. I'm cool with that. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to fuck anyone's life up. I'm just trying to exist and be in love. So that's that story. That's one story. Um, I thought I was going to tell multiple stories, but that one took a fuck ton of time to tell us because it's still happening. So I'll let you know updates on that one. So that's Caden and Laurel. I have a lot of people's nicknames that I have to keep track of. I'm literally, I have a notebook y'all for this podcast and I have like the people's real names and they're like next to it. Um, the next story I'll tell that's similar to this about a man, it has to do with not me being a homewrecker, but someone lying to me and me believing them that, and they were married. Um, and that's not as fucked up as it gets. It gets way more fucked up than that. Um, I'll have to tell you that story on another episode. But that's what you have to look forward to. Um, so, yeah. Um, that, there's that on that one. Um, I feel like I'm re-entering another re- Ariana Grande era. I feel like that's underestimated. Break up with your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, because I'm bored. Okay, I'm sorry. I need to quit. So, yeah, that was... Caden and Laurel. I was about to say their real names. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. So during that last segment, I had to get super stoned to record this just because that story is like super nerve wracking. And I just realized that like I exposed some people and they're going to come for me probably, but I'm doing it for the content. So I'm not really that mad about it. Um, And also, like I said, I'm living my life the way I'm living it. Um, That's their problem. Do I feel bad? Yes. Will I apologize? Yes. That's that on that. So let's talk about other stuff that's not um, me being a homewrecker. So I've been watching a lot of reality TV just because the world is fucking fraught right now. And with everything going on in the Ukraine and everything going on in the country with the transgender stuff and the don't say gay and all that, uh, it's just, it's frustrating. So I've been watching a lot of reality TV. Uh, And if you know me, you know that a lot of times my, I don't watch TV, like I said, I don't have cable. So my TV is usually on YouTube and it's usually got either the view compilations or housewives compilations and it's all the housewives franchises i watch all of them dallas salt lake city oh that's my favorite salt lake city um fuck atlanta atlanta and salt lake city are my two favorites i'm right now i'm on jersey uh i love new york i love um potomac potomac's amazing um i love all of them beverly hills Orange County is underperforming right now, but Orange County, um, yeah. But New Jersey's killing it right now. I feel like what's so cool about the season, and Andy said this on Watch What Happens Live the other night. He was talking about like how um, everyone is a little bit right this season, and everyone's a little bit wrong this season. You can feel you can relate to Teresa in her situation because don't talk about her man. You can understand that, but at the same time, she talks about everyone else's relationships. So it's open season. That's how everyone else feels. And, uh, you know, you know, but everyone else, you know, I, I, I see, I'm not on anyone's side in that situation because I feel like everyone's wrong, but, um, 
I feel like just don't talk about other people's stuff. I feel like it's much easier that way if you just mind your own business uh, and not talk about other people, especially when it comes to their significant others. And you don't know what's going on in people's lives, especially with me and these all these dudes. I That's why it's like I don't judge anyone. I don't judge anyone because I understand that sometimes you can be in sticky situations. It'd be like that. Um, so New Jersey's killing it. Summer House. That is my favorite Bravo show. It has been for a while. So I can say I've been on that train for a little while. Um, I think they're at the top of their game. I think season six is amazing. I think Winter House is great, but Summer House is obviously the OG. It's iconic. Um, I love Lindsay, Carl, Amanda, Kyle. Uh, Amanda, if I had a favorite, Amanda's my favorite. I love her. I just think she's an amazing person. Um, I love Paige. I love Sierra. I love Danielle. I love all of them. That's why when they were fighting this season, it's really making me and my heart hurt because I love them all and I want them to get along. But it wouldn't be a reality show and it wouldn't be drama if that didn't happen. So keep killing it, Summer House. Um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta trailer finally dropped after like 10 15, or 15 years of us waiting. Um, we got to see She by Sheree. She's back. Um, and it's not spring, summer. <laughs> I love that line. Um, Drew Sidora is returning for her second season. But we're not going to have Cynthia or Portia on there, which I kind of hate because I love them. Um, but I think it's going to be a good season. I think they're going to kill it. I think they know they have to kill it. And... Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens. I'm really interested to see the drama. Now that Marlo has a peach, finally overdue, in my opinion. I think if they would have given her a peach while Nini was there, Nini wouldn't have had as big of a mental breakdown as she did and wouldn't have started burning bridges like she was when she left. That's okay. I'm not a producer. Um, clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they put together. I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited. I'm not saying anything negative because I really have... The highest expectations for it. Seriously. And the Real Housewives of Dubai teaser dropped, which that show just looks rich. So I'm really excited to see that. It's going to be a different culture. It's going to be different type of wealth. I'm really looking forward to that. I really am. So fucking reality TV, man. It's what's keeping me, go- it's what's keeping me going. It used to be sports that kept me going, but now sports is what I feel like I have to do. And reality TV is what I feel like just keeps me like alive. So shout out to reality television and Andy Cohen. I wish you would marry me. Answer my DMs, please. All right. So I feel like I have to include a little bit of sports in this episode. Uh, I feel like it wouldn't be a Not Your Average Gay episode if I didn't talk about sports just a little bit. So um, shout out to the Tennessee baseball team. Um, They are off to one of the best starts in SEC history. I think they're like 22-1 and or something like that. Um, or it, it, all I know is they have one loss and their last two weekends they've spent in Nashville and in Oxford with at the time, number one, Ole Miss, they swept them and Vanderbilt, who I believe was a top 15 team at the time as well, which Vanderbilt is always a hard place to go and play no matter what they're ranked. So shout out to Tennessee. They're the unanimous number one team of baseball right now. I really want them to win a national championship. I really liked them last year. I think their coach is a DILF. I think he's hot. And I really can't wait to see them win one. I think they will win one eventually in the next couple of years. Just because I think Tony Vitello is doing the new modern version of coaching. He's showing all the other programs what this is the new age of college baseball. Fall in line. Seriously. Fall in line. Or be left behind. And then on the other side, there's a program that's always trendsetting. And that's Oklahoma. They're off to, I think they're 34-0 and right now. Uh, that's one of the best starts ever in NCAA history. Um, it's, I believe it's the best start in Oklahoma history. And I think they've got like 24 
of their wins or run rules. That's insane. It might be even more than that. It's insane. That team, if they don't win a national championship, I'll be upset. Not upset. I'll be not upset because I'm not rooting for them. I love Oklahoma and I love Jocelyn Allo, but I'm, I've, there are other teams. I like seeing new teams win. So I'm always rooting for new teams. I haven't picked the team I want to win yet. So that's what I'm saying. So don't, if you're an Oklahoma fan, don't come at me. I have friends that are Oklahoma softball fans, so please don't come at me because I still could. Just right now I haven't. Um, I feel like we're almost at the halfway point in the season, or we're just getting this, uh, I feel like we're at a one-fourth of the way at least because we just started conference play. So I'm just going to go ahead and pick, my, at this point in the year, my national player of the year is Jocelyn Allo. And I think that these are the teams I think will be in Oklahoma City right now at this point in the season for me. These are my, in my opinion. Um, I think Alabama will be there. I think Montana Fouts. Um, I think Shipman. I think there's no denying this team. Alabama is just dripping with talent. I think they're going to be there. I think Arkansas is the same way. I think they're just dripping with talent. They're going to be there this year because they're just insane. Um, I also think UCLA will be there because the Bruins are their mainstay in Oklahoma City. Um, I think... Florida State will be there because they just are scrappy and they know how to peak at the right time at the end of the season. I think Virginia Tech will also be there, make two teams for the ACC there. And I think that Virginia Tech has just been on a mission since last year to come back. I think Keely Richard came back for this season to be dominant and to be great and to bring her team to a Women's College World Series. And I think she will do that this year. And also, I think Oklahoma will be there, no doubt. I think you know you have to beat them twice in Oklahoma, in Norman, to go to the Women's College World Series in order to advance. I don't think anyone's going to do that. Sorry. I just don't. Um, I think Washington will also be there. I think they felt disrespected last year by that 16 seed, which I, they should have. They shouldn't have been a 16 seed. Um, LSU shouldn't have been a 7 seed any more than Washington should have been a 16 seed. That was just weird. That was very strange. Um, but, okay, it just shows you how money will talk sometimes with certain programs. Um, but I think Washington will be there. I think they're determined to prove people wrong. They have a lot of talented freshmen. I think they're going to be there in the mix at the end. And I think now that Tennessee has Rodgers back, I think anything can happen. That girl is a game changer. I think they're just so good that... Tennessee, I think they're determined to prove people wrong about how they can't win at the in the postseason because they've been eliminated a lot of times at home in their regionals over the last couple of years. So um, I'm rooting for Tennessee. I hope they do it and get to the get to the Women's College World Series. But that's at this point in the season. People can get injured. Things can happen. I will release different lists at different parts of the season. But this is my opinion right now. Um, so, yeah, I love softball. Softball, I prefer it over baseball. No offense, boys. Y'all are hot, but the girls are doing it better than y'all. They just all, they always happen. Stay repping it. Um, we'll talk more about softball as the season progresses. We'll also talk about AU softball. Um, I didn't really talk about season two. I feel really bad because I talked about season one. Um, I just was in a really weird place with recording when the season was happening. So, because I was, like, settling into a new place, living somewhere. So, um, we'll have to jump into that later, um, but we will, I promise. Let's get into the L'Chaim and the Obsession. So my L'Chaim of this week um, is, just because I don't think I gave her enough due for her dominance and how great of a player she is, 
Aaliyah Boston from South Carolina. She was the Naismith Player of the Year nationally and the Defensive Player of the Year nationally. She was also the AP Player of the Year nationally while also being the final, oh, sorry, final four most outstanding player. Um, she's the first player to sweep all the national awards ever. So congratulations to Aaliyah Boston. And um, congratulations on winning a national championship, the second in South Carolina history. So um, you will forever be a legend there. And you have an opportunity to do it again next year because Sexton just announced that she is coming back next year. So congratulations to South Carolina. Again, can't, I love Don Staley. Can't say enough good things about that program. My obsession, I told you guys earlier in this episode that I'm kind of getting back into an Ariana Grande era, which I go through spurts. I love her. She's one of my favorite artists, obviously, clearly. But sometimes I can't with her just because it's a lot of the same, um, even in different variations. Um, it's a lot of her just belting and stuff and like whistle tones and um, great ad libs. And as much as I do love that, I sometimes I don't want to hear it. So I haven't been listening to her a lot lately, but I'm getting back into her. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of her love songs lately. So take that how you will. Um, I love you guys. I love Ariana. I love Aaliyah. I love everyone in the world right now. Um, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope this podcast finds you in a great place. And whoever you're with right now, just give them a hug, you know, because why the fuck not? We're making it to the point where this pandemic isn't threatening our day-to-day lives anymore. So, yay. Stay safe, you guys. Have a good weekend.